We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday, February fourth. Been two weeks since we last spoken. Yep. How you doing after two weeks? Last time we spoke, it wasn't such a great, wasn't such a great time uh, after the Packers lost to the 49ers in the divisional round. Um, it's been two weeks removed. Uh, obviously, you know, it still stinks that the Packers lost, but but how are we doing two weeks removed from that into the offseason now for the Packers? Uh, um, a lot, a lot less Bud Light hard sodas are in my system, uh, which is always good. Cause that loss definitely, I was, I was, yeah, I was cranky a couple weeks ago. Uh, but I don't know. I'm looking forward to next season now. Like I've gotten over the loss pretty much at this point. Um, still don't like to see the highlights of it when they hype up the 49ers, but just ready for 2024, the changes that are going to come to the new defensive staff under Jeff Halfley, um, what LaFleur does on the offense, any free agents. Goody was talking about using picks to trade for veterans. So I'm in, I'm in free agent mode now or off season mode. Just looking at the changes and then getting overly excited and having ridiculous expectations for next year. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty well too, although it stinks because I mean, obviously we all feel that green Bay should have won that game in the divisional round. And then you watch the NFC championship game and you're like, how did we lose to this team? Like the 49ers are, I don't know if they're bad or if they're just inconsistent or what it is, but I mean, they won two of their playoff. They, they won both their playoff games. And my only takeaway from their playoff games were they shouldn't have won either of their playoff games. So, you know, that's a little frustrating when you see that happen because, you know, it really reinforced the idea to me, at least that that wasn't like a one-off game for the Packers. It, you know, it wasn't like they, you know, cause like the Dallas game really felt like they went in there. Like, you know, everybody said, Oh, house money. Right. And that's really what it felt like is that they mm-hmm. just played with house money. And then you the second week in a row and you're like, well, was it, you know, that they were kind of, you know, playing with house money. Are they really, you know, are they better? And then it's like, Oh yeah. Like you watched the, 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 the NFC championship game. And that wasn't a fluke that green Bay was leading for most of that game. Like yep. it, 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 and it means one of two things. It either means that green Bay, like San Francisco is really good and green Bay is right there with them or San Francisco is just certainly not as good as we all thought they were. And I, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I, I don't think the 49ers are as great as people say they are. I think they're a good football team. I don't think they're a great football team. Um, and, and I think the other thing is, you know, green Bay is still very young, but I think, you know, cause the one thing that I did, Jimmy, and I'm just kind of curious what you think of this is, you know, the, the Packers started the season, what, two and five and, um, you know, and then they obviously finished season nine and eight made the playoffs as a seven seed. And, you know, but that first seven, eight weeks, they really struggled and they didn't look like a good football team. And then they obviously turned things around. Um, and I went back and I looked at their schedule and like, if you could take the Packers from the second half of the season when they started to play much better and just take that same team and replay the entire season. Looking at their schedule, I think they go 12 and five easily. I think they were a nine and eight football team only because it took them eight weeks to figure out what the heck they were doing, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, But, you know, I I go back and, you know, you look at the Broncos game, the Raiders game, um, and probably the Steelers game, like all three of those games, I think this you know, postseason, you know, team, I think they win all three of those games and that gets them to 12 and five, if, if not better than that. So um, I think green Bay is pretty good. Um, But obviously I I would agree with that. My one thing would be like during that stretch, they also lost to the giants and Tommy DeVito. So like, that's that's one part where I'm like, yeah, they were, they were playing at a high level, but it's also that like those mistakes of like, Oh, you could also lose to just a crappy team. Well, but I mean, that happens. I feel like that happens every year to, to even contending teams. Um, but, but I, I, I do see what you're saying there. Um, but yeah, you know, we're into the off season now, next weekend, you and I engage, um, we're going to be taking a look at the Super Bowl uh, matchup between the chiefs and the 49ers. Um, but yeah, the Packers, they're into their off season, new defensive coordinator. That's a plus. I know there was a lot of worry that the more the Packers won at the end of the season, especially into the playoffs, the more likely that Joe Barry was going to keep his job. That didn't happen. The only disappointing thing, Jimmy, about the whole Joe Barry thing is I got my hopes up super high when I saw he went to the bears to interview for their DC job. And I was like, that would be icing on the cake. Not only get rid of them, but move them to the bears. 
it and then they went in a different direction. It would have been. It would have been. But beggars won't be choosers. Like he's gone. Like and 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 by the way, all this I, I don't know much about Jeff Halfley. Um, and when I first saw that they, you know, were bringing on a college head head coach to be their defensive coordinator, I was kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then like I just kind of looked at his resume at Boston College and like just his philosophy of what he wants to do. And I was like, this is already like, I'm sold just because like, first of all, guys, for whatever you may think about Jeff Halfley, if you're super high on him or like, man, this is a big mistake. I find it really hard to believe it can get any worse than Joe Barry. Like, I mean, not that it can't, but like, I mean, there's, there's only one way to go from here and it feels like up. Right. And, you know, so like, I mean, there's that, but you know, the other thing is, is, I keep seeing people, uh, keep seeing people say, Jimmy, that, um, you know, he's an aggressive defensive, defensive minded guy. Right. And that the Packers should expect to give up more big plays this year than they did last year. And it's like, they already gave up big plays last year under a defense that wasn't <laughs> supposed to do it. So I, I don't know what differences we're going to see on from that perspective. I think we're just going to see a bigger difference in the fact that they're going to be way more aggressive. Uh, hopefully, you know, create more turnovers and hopefully actually learn to tackle people. Uh, that would be great if he could do that, but um, that's exciting. Um, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on, on the hire? I know, I, by the way, I know everybody's talked this to death. This is not what this podcast is about. We're going to go in a different direction, but you know, just given our two cents on, you know, kind of the biggest news in green Bay since, since the season ended. Yeah. I honestly don't, I don't have much like thought on it. Like it was going into the search was just like waiting around, hearing some names. Then we interviewed a couple people from the Ravens, Brandon Staley, like you're getting little tidbits. And then out of nowhere, Jeff Halfley just kind of caught everyone out of left field. So uh, at that point, like I just turned into straight, like kind of like I do with the draft. I know nothing about you. You're on the team. I'm going to root for you. Like, I hope you do well. Like it's kind of for me at this point, it's like, I'm just going to wait and see to what he does because people were saying too, like you don't hire for scheme. You hire for like teach, like being able to teach and coach and adjust to your player skill set. So it's now it's kind of like, can he create a system around these players to, to show their best qualities and attributes and just have everyone playing in the right position for their abilities. So if he can do that, we're solid. If he can't, we're going to be moving on again. Like in reality, this is going to be, we're going to be doing this again in three years. Like we're going to be looking for a new defensive coordinator. The big thing is though, is it going to be because we fired Jeff because he sucks or is it because Matt finally picked somebody that becomes a head coach or somebody else. But in, like in reality, you're hoping that he's gone in three years because he's so good. So I don't know. It's uh, we'll see what happens. I guess I don't, I don't have too much on it. Like I don't, I don't know the dude. I, I, right. I heard the same stuff about like his, having pressure, being more press man, loving that single high safety, all of that. But again, that can change when you come in to the personnel that you have and realize like, oh, we, that will not fit this team. So we'll see. Well, hey, we did, we did that for the last three years, try to run a scheme that didn't fit our players. So <laughs> exactly. like, I mean, <laughs> you know, Very true. Uh, but all right, well, let's get into the actual topic of the show here, Jimmy. So the Packers uh, going into this off season, uh, they have got, what is it? Uh, 18 free agents on their roster made up of, unrestricted free agents, restricted free agents, and 
exclusive rights free agents. Uh, and so we decided we'd kind of go through and pick three, uh, three of these pending free agents uh, that we think that the Packers should bring back for the 2024 season. So Jimmy, I'll have you start. Who is your first player that you're looking at of this list of 18 players um, on here that the Packers should bring back. I'm not going to list all the names because in order for me to list 18 players and then for you to re- you as the audience to remember them, um, probably not going to happen. So we'll just go through. Trust us. They're on the list. We, we, we did our homework this time. <laughs> yeah, this time. Um, I'm going to start with my easiest one to choose, and everyone's probably going to agree unless you're a big dumb dummy. Uh, I'm going to go with Bo Melton. He's an exclusive rights free agent, so most likely – going to be on the team again next year. Um, they're able to sign him to a one-year veteran minimum contract because of that. So I I think this is a no-brainer. He had practice squad time. He was a, what, seventh-round pick from the Seahawks last draft. Uh, didn't, didn't last there. Came to the Packers this season. Um, and this second half of the year when he got called up because of injuries, just completely stepped up. Our first 100-yard receiver made big plays as a even after that Vikings game as well. I just feel like you got to give him another chance, bring him in. And again, if it doesn't work out, that's fine. He was a seventh round pick from another team. He had a good stretch. You gave him his chance again this year. And then, and then you move on if it doesn't work out. But I feel like he, he's shown too much potential to not bring him back for another chance. Hey friends, make little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. Order online during the Pizza Pizza pregame all day on NFL game days and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza and choose the toppings that you crave. And of course, as I always say, get the crazy bread. Always, always get the crazy bread. But either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Enjoy, everyone. Hey, friends. Everyone this time of year is trying to get their year started off on the right foot, and I am certainly no different. Football season takes its toll on me, so now is the time for me to start eating healthier, getting more sleep, and getting the year started right. But eating healthy isn't always the easiest, and it's far too time-consuming to constantly run to the store or the butcher for healthy, fresh cuts of meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for me. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meats and seafood delivered directly to your door on your schedule. Choose from over 70 high-quality cuts of meat, including my favorite, 100% grass-fed ribeyes. You guys have to see the marbling on these things. They are beyond delicious, and they melt in your mouth. Add a little sea salt, a little black pepper, a little garlic powder. They are to die for. I know you're all busy, and you're probably listening to this now, running errands, mowing the lawn, or driving your kids to soccer practice, and that's exactly why the ease of Good Chop is going to be so perfect for you. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74, and they pride themselves on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. They're so confident in their quality of cuts that they offer a 100% money-back guarantee. So go to goodchop.com slash packaday120 and use code packaday120 to get $120 off your first four boxes. That's code packaday120 at goodchop.com slash packaday120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash packaday120 with code packaday120. Yeah, exactly. And especially given the fact that you can bring him back on the league minimum, he's not going to cost you anything to bring him back. And yep. for how well he's played, he's definitely, definitely earned that. So he is definitely somebody I would agree with you on with that. Um, but my first guy, I'm going to go with Daniel Whalen um, for, for two reasons. First of all, I thought he 
you know, he wasn't the best punter in the NFL this past year, but it felt like he was pretty consistent, pretty good throughout most of the year. And given that, and it feels like the Packers have had a different punter every year for like the last five or six years. He too is um, an exclusive rights free agent. So it's not going to cost you really anything to bring him back. Now I will caveat this by saying there are people smarter than me that know more about punters than I do. And maybe there is a reason to move on from him. But just for stability, the fact he's not going to cost you much, and he seemed to play pretty well most of the season. Um, I know it's not a big, sexy position, but it's just like it. Fe- like I'd love to just have some stability where I'm not having to learn a new punter again, and like crossing my fingers, hoping that he's better than the last guy. I thought Daniel Whalen played well enough this past year to at least earn another shot at this coming season. Yeah, hundred percent. And like you said, the biggest thing is like. We've been just rotating that punter position so much. Baja blast for a little bit. Uh, Pat Mc, Pat O'Donnell last year. Like, let's just have some consistency. Young dude from Ireland. Give him another chance. He's got a he's got a boomer on him. So I don't know. I th- like you said, he wasn't the best. He definitely we've had worse. So let yes, him, let him roll with it. Yeah. So all right. Well, Jimmy, uh, who's your second guy that you want to see the Packers bring back from this list? Yeah, this is something I never thought I I would say, especially going into going into this year. But I, I honestly feel like Darnell Savage has earned a chance to come back. Uh, looking at some of the contracts with the safety position, uh, and this is all according to Spotrack, like the average safe salary is three point seven million. Uh, he has some void years this year. I know he picked up his fifth year option, so he played last year. We added some void years for the cap last uh, last season. So he's a dead cap hit already, regardless of 5.4, um, if we do it those void years. So I don't know, though. Like going into this year, to me, it was like, okay, his last chance to prove it. And he is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But if you look at that Cowboys game, and again, it's not trying to be recency biased. There's other games in the season two where he actually has made hits. He had that hit on Brandon Cooks. He put himself in that position to get that pick six. Um, against the 49ers, again, put himself in that position to have an interception, unfortunately dropped it. Later in that game, you saw when he's in that open field coming up on Christian McCaffrey, whiffed on that tackle. But with a new defensive coordinator, we've seen him succeed. With We we were so hyped with him. His rookie season, his second season, like he did really well. Going to a new coach right now that maybe is going to have some single high that's not him, can bring him down in the box, Maybe um, I know we're going to have him in a little bit, but Keyshawn Nixon, if he's not on the team, you have someone there that has the ability to fill in on that nickel position if you need. And he is a freak athlete. So if you have a defensive coordinator that can utilize his skill set and let him run around without having to think, which at this point you, you want him to be able to think a little bit on the field, but if you can put him in those positions to just be reactionary, I feel like you can do much worse. And we talked a little bit before the show, but this safety position, we're going to draft there. There's no question in my mind, unless we make a free agent signing or a trade, we need to draft at the safety position because we just have Anthony Johnson Jr. uh, pretty much on the team. We got to bring back one of these safeties, and he's a first-round talent for a reason. Give him another chance with this new defensive coordinator. See what he can do. Revitalize him a little bit. But I uh, I think you can downgrade from Darnell Savage, which, again, I did not think was going to say heading into the 2023 season. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned it. Safety is a a position of need for the Packers right now. Uh, You know, 
Darnell Savage is an unrestricted free agent. Jonathan Ford's an unrestricted free agent. Um, and who's the other one I'm thinking of? Um, Rudy Ford is an unrestricted free agent. Um, so, you know, between those three, I mean, two of those were your preferred starters this year, I believe in Savage and Ford. And then, um, Jonathan Owens, you know, he, he ended up playing quite a few snaps this year due to injuries. So all three of those guys are unrestricted free agents. And it's so like, you want to bring at least, it feels like you want to bring one of them back just for like having somebody on the roster that like can actually play the position. Um, and I, you know, I agree. I think Darnell Savage is, is, um, you know, worthy of being brought back. Uh, you know, I think I have Rudy Ford as my next player um, just because, you know, I know he didn't play a whole lot this past year due to injury, but I feel like he's shown a lot of upside um, you know, in the time that he played obviously in 22 and then this past year in 23, when he was on the field, you know, he felt like he made the most of his opportunities. I don't think he's going to cost you a lot. Now, do I think Rudy Ford is, you know, your long-term answer at the safety position? You know, probably not, but just to have somebody there that's played, that can make plays proven that they can make plays. I'd be fine with Savage or, or Ford. And quite honestly, if you don't sign somebody in free agency, I'd say probably bring them both back and draft somebody. Um, but safety is a position, Jimmy, that it feels like they haven't had a difference maker at that position since Nick Collins. Um, I, I, you know, I, you know, went back through, you know, since Nick Collins left with that injury and like, I, it feels like Darnell Savage is been your like best playmaker. And like, I'm not saying that he's on Nick Collins level, but that's the point is that Rudy or uh, Darnell Savage seems like the best safety you've had as far as like playmaking ability since Nick Collins. And he doesn't even live up to, he didn't come close to living up to Nick Collins. That's a position definitely of need this year. Yeah. hundred percent agree. And I like at the end of the day, if they bring back Jonathan Owens and just draft and even sign a veteran or just hit it heavy in the draft, I wouldn't be that upset because again, you have Anthony Johnson Jr. Jonathan Owens has been someone that when he was called on to play did well, like he was aggressive. At least he made some mistakes for sure. That chargers game still sticks out in my mind, but I agree. They need to bring back one of these uh, or one of them. Uh, We'll see. We'll see which one they bring back. But I, in my mind, one of those three will be back on this team uh, and we'll see which one. Yeah. All right, well, Jimmy, jump into your third player, and then we'll have uh, we'll do one more set, but uh, we'll change it up at the end here. So, um, who's your last player that you think Green Bay should bring back? Yeah, I'm going with AJ Dillon, uh, and I want to caveat this with on a two year could easily get out of the second year if wanted, or on a three year could could get out of it after a year type of contract for the sole reason of. I think we hit running back in the draft. I know I said that about safety, but I think we take something, um, take someone in the draft as well at running back, kind of like we did literally with AJ Dillon. Took him when we had Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Let him kind of play that third, that third running back role for a little bit. Let Jamal walk. New person comes in. I want to do that with AJ Dillon again. I think if we let him go, and Aaron Jones, just like this past season, gets injured, or we saw too when he can be have fresh legs at the end of the season, he is a difference maker. 
And I think next year there's going to be a bigger emphasis on not having him be that work that have that heavy workload in the beginning and middle of the season, utilize him towards the end. As much that's going to frustrate us, that's probably going to happen. But for that to happen, you have to have reliable running back. AJ Dillon stepped up a lot. Um, he struggled in the first four or five weeks, stepped up after that, did really well. And he's a great, he's great in pass pro. And that's what you need. Draft somebody, let them learn from Aaron Jones, let them learn from AJ Dillon, get that pass pro down, get the concepts down, and then cut them, let them walk after that. But I think if you bring them back on a deal, like I, I, I think it will be the the right right thing to do. I, I, I think you can't uh, you can't go into next year with Aaron just relying on Aaron Jones. It's as great as he's been, he's he's getting close to thirty, if not, will be thirty next season, and with an injury history you have yeah. to have a, you have to have a plan b yeah i'm not as super high on aj Dillon as you mostly because i don't i mean i don't know the cap as well as other people do but i can't so part of the reason so first of all we're not talking about aaron jones because in case you're unaware aaron jones is actually under contract for next year his predicament is more i think he's supposed to make like 20 million dollars next year and green bay is either going to have to end up cutting him or reworking his contract so he's not actually a free agent which is why we haven't talked about him um i just don't know if they're going to be able to like obviously if you could only keep aaron jones or aj Dillon, we're all picking aaron jones and I just don't know if they're going to be able to like money wise, make both of those guys work. Um, and for that reason, like, and I know you agree with me, Jimmy, if you could only have one, I assume you're picking Aaron Jones over AJ Dillon. 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. So, I mean, I would love it if they could find a way to bring him back. I think for all the reasons you stated, um, you know, I, I, he hasn't earned a huge contract in my opinion. I think yeah. he's done enough to earn, you know, a potential, you know, team friendly contract come back for a couple of years, you know, be that kind of workhorse, um, you know, and be able to give Aaron Jones, you know, obviously some rest and not have to utilize him throughout the entirety of the year. So you can have him fresh for the end of the year. But, um, you know, that would be the only reason he, he hasn't done enough, in my opinion, to earn probably the contract that he's hoping for from the Packers. Somebody else may give it to him, but I, whatever he's probably hoping for, I probably don't think he's earned that. So um, my last guy, Jimmy here is Keyshawn Nixon. Um, you know, I, I want him back simply for his special teams ability. You know, he, he did fairly well as the nickel corner um, throughout the season. But, you know, his ability to make plays on special teams is it's been such a, a shot in the arm for this team the last two years. And quite honestly, as Jaden Reed becomes better and more involved in the offense, they're going to want him, you know, returning punts and kickoffs less and less. Uh, and, you know, Keyshawn Nixon just he's that guy that even if he's not, you know, I mean, he didn't return a single kickoff for a touchdown this year, I don't think. But like, how many times did he return a kickoff to the 40 or further? Yeah. And like, for like, I'm sure it's more than most teams in the league did. Right. And to just have that guy that, and again, it's, it, it, 
it's even strategic for like other teams. It, it just gives the other teams something extra that they have to think about throughout games and game planning. Cause it's like, how often do you really want to kick to that guy? You know, like, and again, yeah. you know, it's not always about scoring touchdowns on those, although it's great when he does. Uh, but you know, again, the go back to the 49er game, you know, he returned that kickoff and what three plays later, they were in the end zone right? Like they just given up the lead. They're down 14, 13. And if you include the kickoff, it's like four plays later, they're, 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 they're back on top because he got a kickoff return to like the 30 yard line. That type of stuff is just, you know, that is what helps win championships, right? It's it, you're not winning the championship because of him. Right. But it, it, things like that are super important. And for as bad as Green Bay special teams have been the last five years, to have somebody on special teams right now that can be a difference maker, because right now he is the only difference maker if you exclude Jaden Reed from punt returns. Right. Like he is the only difference maker, it feels like, that they have on special teams. Like kicker, punter, kick returner, you name it. Right. Special teams is not something that is very good right now in green Bay. So for that reason alone, I'd love to bring him back. Now, obviously if he wants a boatload of money, you know, maybe you have to let him walk. Cause ultimately as great as he is on special teams, like there is going to be an expectation that he produces somewhere other than special teams, probably, especially for the money that he's going to want. But if they can make that work, that would be fantastic to be able to bring him back. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and I agree with you. His special, I was actually surprised with him because going into the year, or about halfway through the year, the stat came out that he led the league in, in kick return yards. Which to me at that point, I thought he was kind of having a slower season. But then you saw like he didn't have those crazy explosive runs as, or returns as consistently as it seemed he did last year. But he was getting it between the 30 and the 40, getting it past that 25-yard line. If you can have a returner get it past that 25-yard line where it would be on a kickback, honestly, you have a successful kick returner. Pair in that the ability to have those crazy explosive returns like he did against the 49ers, he's worth it. For me, though, if you're bringing him back for his returnability, he has to be out there on punts. Comparing him, and I don't want to say – Actually, I don't care. You can say what player is more valuable. Jaden Reed is more valuable than Keyshawn Nixon. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you can't have Nick, You can't have Reed back there again next year. If you're going to pay Nixon return man money, he's a two-time All-Pro. That's great. If he's going to get a bigger check because of that, I expect him back there on punt returns too. He has the ability to do it. We saw. We've, we've seen it. Well, so I, I, Jimmy, quite honestly, I think the reason why he wasn't back there is because he's a little too adventurous on punt returns. I think that's quite honestly, the reason he wasn't back there is not that they, not that they're like, yeah, we don't think you can do this. It's like, yeah, sometimes like catching the ball over your head and you know, stuff like that, you know, maybe not the best, but I, but I agree. I mean, and the other thing is too, is not only if he's making return man money, should he be back there? But I mean, there's just absolutely, you know, you know, absolutely. Jaden Reed is, is, he's becoming too good to potentially be back there and taking hits on punt returns. Um, you know, I mean, he got, he, he re injured his, his chest injury against Minnesota on a punt, right? Like it, it's a small thing, right. But like, that's just a hit that he doesn't need to take. And, you know, it's Jaden Reed's just too important at that point to, to be back there doing punts. Thousand percent agree. So, all right, well, let's, uh, let's quickly wrap up the rest of this. Uh, we're going to go through, we're just going to do one, one each on this list here, Jimmy, give me one player that you don't want to see green Bay bring back. Like absolutely under no circumstances should this player be brought back uh, on this free agent list. Who do you, who do you got? This is just out. It's a weird one, but it's just out of like, let the man be Patrick Taylor. I feel like we have kept him on the hook for so long. Of like, oh, we're in a pinch, Patrick. Come back. Like, hey, practice squad, called up, called up, called up. Hey, we don't want to sign you to contract your cut. Goes to the Patriots. Emmanuel Wilson hurts his shoulder. Aaron Jones gets hurt. Hey, Patrick, we need you again. Like, it just seems like he's our he's our side chick that we keep trying to quit, but then call at like two in the morning and like, hey, you up? Like, that's what Patrick Taylor is to us. And so, like, at some point, it's just like, dude, just go. We got Aaron Jones. We'll hit running back in the draft. If we let A.J. Dillon go, that's fine. We got Emmanuel Wilson. But just let Patrick Taylor be. Let him go to a new person. Let him be happy. Let him find his his main chick, and we're good. 
Yeah, it's it, and it's quite honestly, I I I agree in the sense it's nothing against Patrick Taylor, right? Like he's yeah. when he's been called into action, he's been serviceable, he's he's done all the right things. But I agree from the standpoint of you know let him flourish elsewhere, um, you know certainly, uh, and I think that'll probably happen. Um, that I I can't imagine that they'd bring him back, but um, but I can agree from there. Uh, my guy Jimmy, I don't think you're going to be surprised by this. I don't think. Quite honestly, I don't think anybody should be surprised by this. Uh, it's Josiah DeGuara. Um, I I don't know what he does on this team, like other than not block players on extra points and get them blocked. Like I I, I honest to goodness don't know what he does. Uh, I I know they spent a, a third round draft pick on him. They were hoping that he'd be the Kyle Use check of this offense, and he is at the very best tight end number three. And I don't see any reason to bring him back because I, he doesn't play offense. He doesn't do anything on special teams. And so I don't, I don't know what he does other than take up a roster spot at that point. So, yeah, I, I hate it. Cause I, I like the guy I'm with you. I well, it's I'm funny because on. he was my like, like low key breakout player this year for the Packers. Like everything was set go, up for him go all the way back to when we like August, when we were talking about this, like I picked DeGuara as like my sleeper for like breakout year. And yeah, it was, it was weird though. Like it, it, it was weird. He, I don't know his first few seasons. Rogers just was not a fan of the guy. And that is what it is. Like in that point, the offense wasn't the LaFleur. That was a LaFleur pick. LaFleur said how much he loved Josiah DeGuara. That was a LaFleur pick. LaFleur, no matter what reports come out, Mark Murphy even said it. He wasn't running his offense. DeGuara didn't get to didn't get the flourish like everyone would hope. Then this year going into it, like you said, this was his chance to like this was his chance. People, you weren't the only one. People are saying, like, people might be surprised what DeGuara does this year. Didn't really do much, had a couple mistakes, gets hurt, still like doesn't do much when he comes back, battling through those injuries, and it just Hopefully on another team he can find a spot and show why he was drafted in the third round. Or maybe LaFleur still has high hopes and still loves him and brings him back. But I'm with you. I would be shocked if they bring the guard back. Yeah. Well, and I mean, quite honestly, and this is nothing against him. Like, I think he's a great dude, but it's just, I mean, Kraft and Musgrave in their rookie seasons are far beyond where he's at. And yeah. this is his what fourth year. Um, I mean, you know, he really only saw playing time when Musgrave got hurt and it was, you know, in certain opportunities to spell Tucker craft, right? I mean, those guys, Musgrave immediately took the spot to start the season. And then quite honestly, for this Packers team moving forward, probably one of the best things that happened this year was Musgrave getting hurt. And mm-hmm. so Tucker craft got all those reps. And now that seems like a two headed monster at tight end that the Packers have moving forward. So um, if, if I just don't. For his own success, I feel like for for the Packers, other teams, they could try him out at tight end, whatever. For the Packers, he would need to completely – he would need to bulk up, take whatever steroids you need, just pass the test, bulk up, and commit to fullback. Tight end's not an option on this team. We have Musgrave, Kraft, even Ben Sims has shown to be more productive. Well, is, is, is it Travis – Tyler Davis or Travis Davis who tore his Tyler, ACL? And Tyler Davis, Ty, yep. Tyler Davis in the preseason, you know, I know they were high on him and then he tore his ACL and so – He's an undrafted – free or un, sorry, not undrafted, unrestricted free agent as well though. So he'll probably most likely 
Well, but I, my, well, my, more my point is, is if the Packers had the choice between the two of them, I feel like they'd go with Tyler Davis because he'd probably be cheaper. Yeah. Probably. So I agree. Um, but yeah, so I mean, best of luck to to Deguara, and who knows? I mean, maybe the Packers will bring him back. I don't know. I personally, though, like I said, I don't know what he does for this team. So I, I don't think he's a great fit right now for this team. So hopefully he catches on elsewhere. Um, but I think, I think his time in green Bay is done. So, uh, well, Jimmy, let's wrap things up here real quick. If people want to get in touch with your work, follow your work. How can they do that? Yeah. Follow me on Twitter, 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 uh, at Jimmy underscore C zero eight. Everything will be posted. I'll be on obviously pack a day. Uh, I'll take a break for the draft. Cause I don't know anything about it. So I don't want to talk out of my ass. <laughs> I do that during the season. Um, I have some articles coming out for Packer Report. I've been lazy the last couple of weeks, truthfully, so I'll get get those out pumping through the off season. Have some projects I, I want to get moving and working on. So yeah, just follow me on Twitter. Some things will be coming out. All right, well, awesome, Jimmy. It's great talking to you as always. Uh, excited for next weekend. I know there's some people that when their team's not playing in the Super Bowl, like they don't, they just don't care. I don't know. I, I love watching the Super Bowl every year. Like, oh yeah, it's our last you know, game until September. I know. Like I like really think about that. And I'm sorry, the UFL, sure, spring football, but like, do you really care? Like, yeah. like, like this is the way I look at, at 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 spring league football. In the fall for the Packers, like I'm married, I have a kid, so like I used to be like start of Sunday through the end of Sunday, like it just nothing but football. Right. Mm -hmm. Like now being married, have a kid. Sometimes you're like, okay, do I really need to watch this game? I got some, but I always make time for the Packers. I look at the schedule and I'm like, all right, this time on this day, we're not doing anything. Right. Like, don't ask me to go anywhere. Don't ask me to do anything because I'm watching the Packers. Yep. Are you going to do that for a spring league football team? Not this year. You're not like, like (laughs) honestly, not ever. (laughs) Well, but the point is, is like, yeah, if it's on great, I'll watch it. But no, like we, we don't have another football game that people care about until September. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to make the most of it. And the commercials are always fun, right? Like, say what you will, but I think they're fun. Yeah. So six and a half million to $7 million for 30 seconds. I think I saw this year. That's an insane amount of money. Absolutely. 30 seconds of your time costs $7 million. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> but but it, it it's insane. It tells you though, like these are all smart companies. They find that they're like, yeah, that's worth it. Yep. Hell yeah. Like that, that's what blows my mind. Is they're like, yeah, that's worth it. That's the price tag's worth it. So, but well, Jimmy, we, we won't ramble anymore. We'll talk about the Super Bowl next weekend. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Give us some feedback. Let us know who you think the Packers should bring back. Uh, on that free agent list. Let us know who you think they should move on from as well. So, uh, hopefully, you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for listening. And as always, go, Pat, go.